Now, some long-age believers have said that young earth creationism is a relatively new phenomenon. But what did the church fathers and the reformers think about Genesis? Stay tuned on Creation Magazine Live. God's Word, the Bible, is an accurate account of creation, and it tells us how people can have a relationship with the Creator. Honoring God and explaining aspects of His Word is the focus of this podcast. Welcome to Creation Magazine Live. My name is Calvin Smith. And I'm Richard Fangrad. And today we're going to talk about what did the church fathers and the reformers believe about Genesis? There's many cri- uh, critics of biblical creation, of course, that will uh, that they've accepted the billions of years time, uh, time scale that yes. uh, evolutionists believe in, that will say that the young earth view, you know, that's just a, an invention of Protestant fundamentalist churches uh, very recently, that, that the church fathers, that the, you know, that they didn't hold to that view or hold to a young earth view uh, specifically, and that uh, basically we've just made this up um, yeah. in, in a very Recent, short time period. Made it up recently. That's yeah. right. Maybe we should talk about uh, why would Christians care about what the fathers believed uh, about this anyway? Like, uh, does, does that really matter? Well, well, the answer is simple. If a majority believed a certain way, then we could be fairly certain that it's the plain reading of the text. Right. If, if that's been the historical position of the church then uh, we, we, can, we can bet that we're on safe ground. Right, and if it wasn't, then you could say, okay, well, then there is, it, it is ambiguous, and Genesis maybe is confusing, etc. Now, um, of course, both older earth creationists and young earth creationists are, are appealing to the same logic here, right? That's why yes. uh, you know, old earth creationists have brought this up, and, of course, uh, we're going to use the same logic. But um, I think it should be pointed out that really... When you, when you look at it uh, biblically, when you think of taking the text as plainly written, yes. even if all the old, uh, the, 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 the fathers, church fathers, and the reformers believed in, in something other than young earth creationism, we would still hold to our position because it's not dependent on what some theologian believes about the text. It's what the text says in context, right? That, that is the most authority. However, uh, it, it's just a matter of, well, if, if there was a lot of differing views, then perhaps, you know, maybe there is, it, it is ambiguous, but we would still say, we're not saying, if the church fathers believed in a young earth, then that's what we believe in. If they believed in an old earth, then that's what we believe right, in, right? Right, right. But, but, so even if all of the church fathers, and they don't, but even if they all believed that right. the earth was millions of years old, we, we would still say that, okay, well, in this case, they're wrong. Now, right. That's not the situation at all here. That's, right. Well, that we'll, some people we'll suggest see that, that that's a situation. Situation, but that's not what's going on. Now, before we see what the, the church fathers and, and the reformers believed, um, let's see what's been common amongst just Christian believers for, for a long, long time here. And we've got a great example. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of, the way, one of the ways is we can reference uh, old encyclopedias, right. the, the, these great books of knowledge and so on. The oldest English language general encyclopedia uh, is the Encyclo- Encyclopedia Britannica. And uh, this was first published as a three-volume set in Scotland in 1771. Mm-hmm. And so under the heading Astronomy on page 493 in the 1771 edition, not the current one, but the, yeah, the first uh, edition, the first edition uh, it has a table of world events that begins with the creation of the world in, of course, the year zero at the beginning of creation. And they dated that 4,007 years before Christ as follows. And you can see this uh, chart here that has some of those dates on it there. Right, so the creation of the world of 4,007 years. Now, notice that the scientific belief in 1771 was not only that Noah's flood did occur, but that it was worldwide. Under the heading Deluge, it says the most memorable was that uh, called the Universal Deluge, or Noah's Floods, which 
uh, overflowed and destroyed the whole earth, and out of which only Noah and those with him in the ark escaped. Okay. So, so what's the conclusion? Yeah. Prior to the promotion of uniformitarian ideas, uh, commonly called science, yeah. uh, by Lyell, Huxley, and, and, and Darwin and others, in, in the 19th century, scientists, pretty much everybody, believed that the Earth was relatively young. There's, there's always been people who believe that it's been millions of years old, but right. generally people believe that the Earth was young, and the Encyclopedia Britannica, this first edition here, confirms that. Right. So uh, this is uh, in, in North America and in, in Europe, uh, people have a Christian worldview, right? The Western world had a Christian worldview, and so where would they have got that, that, that belief then? Well, they would have got it from the Bible, and obviously if the church fathers and the reformers had been stark contrast to this, you wouldn't have come to that homogenous, well, everybody believes the Bible is real history. What does the Bible say? Right. The history of the Bible is this. We're, we're going to get into some details here, but even from a, just a, a general point of view, you can see that that's the major thrust. Now, among the Christians that promote the idea uh, that the earth is millions and uh, billions of years old, of course, is uh, Dr. Hugh Ross from a ministry called Reasons to Believe. Yes. Right. And now he's made many statements over the years uh, saying that his interpretation of Scripture is in fact in line with what many of the church fathers and the Reformers believed about Genesis. Um, and here's some of the things he said. He says, many Christians have been taught that through the first 17 centuries of the church until the Industrial Revolution and the Scientific Age, there was general agreement on the six 24-hour creation day interpretation. But this is not what the literature shows. He's also said, a majority of those who wrote on the subject rejected the concrete interpretation of the Genesis creation days as six consecutive 24-hour periods. Okay, that's his position there. And right. elsewhere in another publication, he said this. Many of the early church fathers and other biblical scholars interpreted the creation days of Genesis 1 as long periods of time. The list of such proponents includes the Jewish historian Josephus, Irenaeus, uh, Bishop of Lyon, apologist and martyr in the 2nd century, Origen, who re rebutted heathen attacks on the Christian doctrine in the 3rd century, Basil in the 4th century, Augustine uh, in the 5th century, and later Aquinas, in the 13th century to name a few. Okay, so this is what Dr. Ross's statement we, we stated. We can actually make a list now of these people. Yeah, okay. We can uh, compare it to what they, they actually said. Let's, let's take a look at it here. Here's our list. Be before we actually go through this list, and we're going to do that in detail uh, on, on the rest of the show, um, uh, let's, let's look at another quote that I think is, is kind of interesting from Dr. Ross. He says, perhaps most significant is that nearly all the key figures acknowledged that the length of the creation days presented a challenge to their understanding and interpretation. Those that did not implied the same in their studious avoidance of any specific comment on the subject. If, uh, uh, and we'll take a look at what, uh, what these folks actually said. Right. It's okay to say someone else's opinion supports yours from what they have said. If it does match up. If yeah. it does match up. But here, Dr. Ross seems to be saying, well, because they didn't have a specific comment on this, it supports my position. <laughs> Right. That's not a good way to argue. It's, it's a little but, uh, disingenuous here. Yeah. So um, anyway, we're going to uh, go through this now and, and go through in detail what each of these uh, people believed. I mean, there's another way to explain this, this information here. If they didn't have a comment on it, perhaps it was because Genesis <laughs> is such plain that anybody can understand it that they didn't actually need to, to yes. make a lot of comments on this. Because I don't know about you, but I've found that I can take uh, Genesis and hand it to a 10-year-old uh, and say, 
Can you read Genesis 1? What does it mean? Absolutely. They, they yeah. come back and they say, well, yeah. God created in six days, rested on the seventh. And you're like, okay, well, you mean like days like today? And they're like, yeah, days like today. And yeah. then and you, you take the same Bible, you hand it to a third-year Bible college student, and you say, well, what, what does it mean? And they're like, oh, it's so confusing. I just don't understand it. We don't it. know. And, oh, it's complica complicated. And we don't know what the word day means. And, 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 yeah. and all these kind of things. And you're thinking, well, what happened? Did, did the Bible change? Right. Bible didn't change. I can guarantee you what happened is National Geographic and Discovery Channel and Jurassic Park and uh, just regular public education and then possibly uh, in, in Bible uh, school, um, professors who have accepted the evolutionary timeline are trying to incorporate that into the Bible and then are, are going out of their way to, to make the Bible say something that it doesn't mean yeah. and then it becomes yeah. very confusing because as a Christian you're going, well, this is what it plainly says, but... Well, my Bible professor, he's a lot smarter than me. I mean, he's got a degree, et cetera. And, and, and Hugh Ross's organization has become quite popular over the last number of years. And, right. and he seems to have influenced a lot of intellectuals, Bible right. scholars in this area. And some of the other things he says are, are, are quite amazing. But right. in fact, there's a Bible college uh, that, that, that I, I won't mention the name, but uh, I was speaking recently in a church in, in New Brunswick, and there was a pastor there who graduated from a Bible college here in Canada. Yeah. And he, he said, well, his Old Testament professor taught him that Genesis was myth. Right. And so in this type of teaching that, well, we can't know if Genesis is real and we can't know the time scale for sure, yeah. that it's being taught in seminaries where pastors go to get their training. Well, and it's, it's being taught very authoritatively, yes. right? So people don't check on these things. First on Hugh Ross's list is Josephus. Now, the first thing we can say about Josephus is to, to understand that he wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a church father or a reformer. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't in that category at all, but uh, Hugh Ross has him on the list there. Yeah. Uh, he was a Jewish historian. Josephus opened his work, The Antiquities of the Jews, right. with a ra rather significant chapter title. This is the title containing the interval of 3,833 years from the creation to the death of Isaac. <laughs> right, off, right off the bat, you can see from the, the, the chapter title, you can see that Josephus understood that the time from the creation until the death of Isaac was a relatively short period of time. Yes. Right? Uh, 3,833 years. And so if you're adding that uh, time from, from Isaac, uh, approximately uh, 1950 BC, up to the time of Josephus, about 80 AD, you get a number of about 5,863 years, which is hardly millions of years. Okay, and, and of course, uh, this doesn't match exactly to you know, other people that did, did chronologies and stuff like that, but you can see that it, it matches a, a biblical creationist time scale. It right. certainly doesn't uh, talk about hundreds of thousands or even tens of thousands of years. It's within the, the six to 7,000 year uh, time scale. Right, yeah, and the point is that Josephus in no way thought that the days of creation were thousands or millions of years long, right. and that creation happened an incredibly long time ago. Right. Then he begins with the same words found, uh, uh, directly found in the Bible, right. in this part of his, uh, his book here. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, but when the earth did not come into sight, but was covered with thick darkness, and a wind moved upon its surface, God commanded that there should be light. And when that was made, he considered the whole mass and separated the light and the darkness. And the name he gave to one was night, and the other he called day, and he named the beginning of light and the time of rest, the evening and the morning. This was indeed the first day. So we don't get any idea here that this is other than uh, regular days. Right. And, and, yeah. and so what was it that convinced uh, Hugh Ross uh, that, that Josephus supported you know, long uh, day uh, interpretations? 
He said this, Josephus, in writing a survey of the Genesis days, noted the need to explain the meaning of the expression one day and promised an explanation, but never fulfilled his promise. His comments suggest that he did not find this expression neither easy or straightforward to interpret. Now, here's what he's referring to. He's referring to the passage right after where you just left off, where Josephus said this, Moses said it was one day, the cause of which I am able to give even now. But because I have promised to give such reasons for all things in a treatise by itself, I shall put off its exposition till that time. Okay. Right? So, so really, all Josephus is saying yeah, here... He, he's, he's just saying, really, that, okay, you have the first day. The first day is, has a cardinal number. Right. One day or day one, that kind of thing. And right. the other days have ordinals. Second day third day, fourth day, fifth day, and right. so on. And that he was going to explain the difference between these in a future treatise. Right. But he never did. However, someone else on Hugh Ross's list did explain it. Right. And so we'll get to that and, and figure it out. But here we're coming up with a, an explanation of what Josephus believed on something right. he was going to explain in the future, but Dr. Ross clearly ignored the very plain things that Josephus yes. said and about they were this. Plain. Absolutely. So you would have had to go through all that material that we just read in order to come to the point that Josephus makes. And here Ross takes this one obscure thing where he's a little more vague. Where he's a little more vague yeah. and just saying, well, I'm going to explain this speci specifically later and uses that to support millions of years and billions of years of Earth history when, in fact, Josephus. Um, we can take him off the list here because this is what he said uh, about Moses. He said, uh, accordingly, Moses says that in just six days the world and all that is therein was made. And he believed the earth was only uh, not even 6,000 years old at the time he wrote. So really, um, the first uh, person on Dr. Ro uh, Ross's list is off there. Now, second on Hugh Ross's list of uh, people he said that didn't believe in a six-day young earth creation was uh, Irenaeus. So let's see what he had to say about the six days of creation. He said, for in six days as the world was made, in so many thousand years shall it be concluded. For that, uh, for that day of the Lord is a thousand years, and in six days created things were completed. It is evident, therefore, that they will come to an end at the six thousandth year. Yeah, it's amazing that Hugh Ross could put him on this list of people who believe in, in millions of years. Or right. That, now, he obviously you're getting here that he believed that each of the days, real days he's talking about here, right. each of those days corresponds to a thousand years of earth history. And after 6,000 years, Christ is going to, that's going to be the end of it. Right. And, uh, and that's when history is going to end. Now, that's a, that's a faulty view. Right. But you can't use Irenaeus, as Hugh Ross did, to, to say that he believed in millions of years. So he's off the list as well. That's no right. Irenaeus. <laughs> um, okay, so next up would be Origen. Yes. Uh, now, there's not a lot to work with here in most of his writings. He was one of these people who didn't write a lot on it, which was supposedly evidence from Hiros's view. But yes. uh, actually, and, and he did tend to allegorize a lot of portions of the yes. Bible. But anyway, um, when he was trying to refute the anti-Christian writer Celsus, uh, here was something that Origen did say that's... Uh, very interesting. He said, after these statements, Celsus, from a secret desire to cast discredit upon the Mosaic account of the creation, which teaches that the world is not yet 10,000 years old, but very much under that, while concealing his wish, 
intimates his agreement with those who hold that the world is uncreated. Okay, well, well here, so Origen is saying that the world isn't yet 10,000 years old. So how can he be on Hugh Ross's list? He's off the list as well. Exactly. He doesn't believe in millions of years or that the days were millions of years long. That's now right. we come to Basil, uh, who Ross uses as an authority for his day-age type of interpretation. Here's a quote from him that actually answers the question that Josephus never got to. Right. Why is the first day written differently? It, about, why is it different? Yes. Yeah. And the evening and the morning were one day. Why does scripture say one day the first day? Before speaking to us of the second, the third, and the fourth days, would it not have been more natural to call that one the first, which began the series? If therefore, if it therefore says one day, it is from a wish to determine the measure of day and night, and to combine the time that they contain. Now 24 hours fills up the space of one day. We mean of a day and of a night, and if... At the time of the sol solstices, they have not both an equal length. The time marked by Scripture does not the less circumscribe their duration. Right. It's kind of it, it's a struggle to get through some of these old quotes because they wrote a little differently and, and it doesn't flow like we're usually uh, thinking of here. But, but what Basil is actually doing is defining what a day is. Exactly. He's saying that the first day was written like that so that we can know what a day is. And a day is uh, the measure of time that combining 24 hours. That spills up the face. So the first day was the first day God created, and everyone after that's been a repeat. Yeah. Here, here's yeah. what a day actually is. And uh, so obviously Basil didn't support the, the idea of long ages. A day is a day. And, uh, you know, even from um, hostile witnesses, I guess you could say, uh, Davis Young, a Bible professor at Calvin College. He himself is a, is a long ager. He believes in uh, evolution and millions of years. Uh, he actually said, uh, commenting on Basil, he explicitly spoke of days as a 24-hour period. Here we have a, a long ager himself who's, who's looked at Basil's work. And so here and we... He disagrees with Ross. Exactly. <laughs> so if it was so plain that these folks didn't agree uh, with, with young earth creationism, it should be very easy. Simply go to their... Their literature, look it up, and, and you really have to start to begin to wonder here. I mean, we've gone through uh, over half of Hugh Ross's um, list, yeah. and so far, um, it's really not supporting his position. And you begin to wonder, where did Dr. Ross get his information regarding these men's opinions? Yeah. When this is most, most of this is public knowledge, you can go to the Internet, you can look up these, these men's writings. Right. Uh, so we need to... Need to think about that. Where's this information coming from? Uh, next on the list here is Augustine. So let's see what he said about the days of creation. But they say what they think, not what they know. They are deceived, too, by these highly mendacious documents which profess to give the history of many thousand years. Though reckoning by the sacred writings, we find that not 6,000 years have yet passed. <laughs> Well, there's not too much more to say here except maybe yeah. one thing. If we apply Augustine's writings to Dr. Hugh Ross, uh, we would say that Dr. Hugh Ross um, is deceived uh, because he writes mendacious documents who profess to give the history of many thousands of years. And yet Augustine himself makes it very clear that not yet 6,000 years had passed when he, he, he wrote 
uh, and of course, uh, you, you just start to wonder how, yeah. how could you possibly ignore these these plain. You can't put him on a list of people that supports the the, the notion that the Earth is very very old, or that they work. didn't believe in young Earth creation. Yes, right. Yeah. So anyway, last on the list is Aquinas, and uh, he's talking here of the days of creation, and he says this. Thus we find it said that at first that he, that he called the light day for the reason that later on a period of 24 hours is also called day where it is said that there was evening and morning one day. Pretty clear what a day is then. It, it's pretty, pretty clear. <laughs> He's defining it pretty clear. And then, then he says this. We hold then that the movement of the heavens is twofold. Of these movements, one is common to the entire heaven and is the cause of day and night. This, as it seems, had its beginning on the first day. The other varieties, in proportion as it affects various bodies and by its variations, is the cause of the succession of days, months, and years. Right. Again, it's a very, very obvious a 24 hour day period. This is the first day. There's morning and evening within that first day. Uh, again, we, we don't see anything other than literal days. Right. Um, so when we, we, we look at that list, um, basically this fails. But do you remember what Dr. Ross said? He said, many Christians have been taught that through the first uh, 17th centuries of the church until the Industrial Revolution and the scientific age, that there was not general agreement on the six 24-hour creation days interpretation. But this is not what the literature shows. Well, folks, we've actually gone through the literature that Dr. Ross right. has quoted here. And what you've just discovered is that these claims are completely incorrect. To, 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 say that, to say that that's not what the literature says is completely incorrect. Like there's something seriously wrong here with Dr. Ross and the reasons to believe organization for, for listing the church fathers and reformers uh, as, a, as agreeing with the millions of years earth and they were unclear on the days of creation what the word day means in Genesis 1 there. Right. That simply is not the case. Right. Now we, we should make a, a point here. Uh, we wanted to get to church fathers and reformers. We're not going to have time to right. get to the reformers here on this show and uh, Dr. Ross uh, didn't make an explicit claim about the reformers uh, that were discussing here today so just make that amendment but um, from what he said about the church fathers yeah there's there's absolutely no way that you could go to this literature yeah. and do it and so the thing is is people need to check these these quotes out people can make statements and of course you know you can trust a Christian brother or sister that, that, that they're going to be forthright and have done the done the uh, the work etc you would hope so yeah right but you shouldn't just take that trust in a blanket form and, and make some kind of opinion until you, you know you want to do a bit of homework here. Now, if if you want to get a complete uh, refutation of Dr. Ross's claims, and he's made many many claims that are just not biblical, to be honest, they yes, don't they don't match true. what the scripture yeah. says. I'm not trying to bash him. Um, there's a book called uh, Refuting Compromise by Dr. Jonathan Sarfati. That uh, and Jonathan speaks for our ministry, and uh, of course um, we believe in, in that uh, you know iron sharpens iron. That people should, if they're going to make statements about Scripture, they should be willing to defend that and, and everything. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, Dr. Ross and uh, and Dr. Sarfati were uh, set to have a debate uh, a while back, and 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 discuss these things in an open forum where people could examine their claims. And uh, the book Refuting Compromise came out, and Dr. Ross actually. Uh, removed himself from the debate and said he wouldn't do it. Um, probably because of the information like we've uh, revealed here. 
Both the Creation Magazine live TV show and this podcast are produced by Creation Ministries International, a global think tank organization dedicated to disseminating the huge amount of scientific evidence for the accuracy of the biblical account of the origin of our universe. If you'd like to donate to keep this information coming, go to creation.com slash donate. And thanks for listening.